Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Welcome to another cooperative multiplayer, the official 4-1 Game Zone podcast. I'm Sean Garmer, your host, and I'm joined this week by my usual co-hosts, Robert Cooper and Daniel Anderson. How are you guys doing? Good. I got a fucking sandwich. I'm happy. <laughs> and he's not wearing pants. So. I am not wearing pants. Like, I got home from work, and I'm like, fuck you, pants. You have been a nuisance to me all day. The you symbolize the fact that I have to do things in my life, and I just can't handle that. <laughs> you know what sucks? I wanted to vote today, and I shouldn't listen to my mom because she was like, you need to go a lot earlier. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. You know, it won't be a problem. That shit was fucking backed up around the fucking building. I was like, damn it. Everybody waits for the last minute to do everything, including voting. You know what's awesome? Mail-in voting. Uh, I love Oregon. See, like, I was just happy that these political ads are over, because the political ads got so bad, they were in YouTube videos. Like, (laughs) They're always in YouTube videos. That's, like, like the first place they go. Like, they were in the YouTube blip, like, oh, like, Spring, even springboard, like everywhere, and I was like, "Kill me!" I'm so glad he said "me" at the end of that. I thought we were about to get visits from the Secret Service and other law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you can do what my buddy did in the uh, presidential election a few years ago. He's like, "Yeah, I voted for Captain Planet." I'm like, "Awesome!" Uh, Hopefully, the Don Cheadle version of him. <laughs> everybody in the trees. Fuck it. You know, dude, no. Oh, the Green Party should have backed him. Oh, the Green Party. Whatever happened to old Darth Nader? Darth Nader? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I actually uh, put him once in a uh, PowerPoint because I like to do things like uh, one of my instructors found out that I like to name my files random shit. 
like I put instead of putting it what the actual assignment was, it was the file name was Spanish for I do not like the pants. <laughs> well, I haven't even uh, introduced the other two people that are here. Mark Morrison, he was here last week. Rides the uh, four one game zone eight ball. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, Robert just starts talking and then takes it over as usual. <laughs> it's random that's okay. bullshit. That Robert. And uh, one of formania.com's editors, he only writes like half the site or something. Jeremy <laughs> Thomas. Howdy. God, I wonder if he like ghost writes like the other half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. I don't know if you can ever get a sign on Raw. Well, I would probably. I would need to have time to actually go to Raw. Uh -oh. <laughs> There's the problem. Did Watry actually bring that sign to Raw? You should, Robert. Oh God, yes, yeah. When I get a Raw, just like uh, Watry uh, is garbage. Right. <laughs> Jeremy uh, Thomas. The best Jeremy, Thomas. <laughs> Jeremy Thomas, number one. Everyone else, talk to it. Alrighty, well, this is uh, a video game podcast, so since we're probably not going to be talking about video games for half the time, uh, we might as well start with what we've been playing this week. Jeremy, play um, anything? Yes, I've been playing a lot of Shadows of Mortar. Um, uh, which I love. It's fantastic. It was. It's my top game of the year so far. Is one of whatever, however many weeks ago that top five was. Um, let's see what else. Just a smattering of other stuff. I went in to try and finally beat Dead Rising three and didn't. So I gave up on that fairly quickly again. Um. Uh, and working very, very, very slowly on Diablo 3 still. That's about it. With the expansion, or? Uh, the, yeah, the full, the Xbox One version. Ah, you and Daniel should, uh, kick it then. You should let your powers combine. <laughs> 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 Somehow that makes sense. <laughs> uh, bring it back to Captain Planet. <laughs> Mark, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Lost Odyssey some more. Uh, the new Civilization Beyond Earth game, which is kind of janky. And uh, I've got like obsessed today with Beyond or uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth. So you like that game? I heard a lot of people complaining about well, that being was, one of the PS Plus games. Uh, I got it on Steam, and it was funny. I uh, I talked to Adam about it briefly, and he was like, "Yeah, when I get home, I'm gonna I'm gonna go download it." And my response was, "I've already beaten it three times." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel. Uh, I've actually been playing Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition on Xbox One. I swore that I would never go back and play Diablo 3 after how bad the PC version was when it first launched. Yep. And 
ended up trading in some stuff, picked it up because a friend of mine was going to be getting it. And it feels like a completely different game from the PC version. It's actually yeah. a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, exact opposite of the other one. It doesn't suck ass. I'm at level 35 at the moment. I've already gotten several legendary items. Whereas in the PC version, I don't think I think I saw one legendary item, and it was a uh, demon hunter handbow, and I was a wizard when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that sounds about like what the PC version was for me. Yeah, it's the same on the Xbox version. Is so much better. I'm actually enjoying it, and I didn't think that was possible. That alone has actually made it... It's probably going to be on my top games list just because it is a brand new game to me. See, I, I enjoyed the PC version myself, even though it was like not working in spot for the most part. Well, I enjoyed the, in, I enjoyed the initial playthrough on the PC version. Then when it got to the point where you're hitting the difficulty wall... You have to get loot and nothing's dropping. The tedium, that's where it started to lose me. Yeah. Yep. Robert? Well, I didn't really play much of Final Fantasy thirteen until yesterday. Oh, boy. I was sleep pressing A. <laughs> no lie. I was like, yeah, I'll keep going through here. And I'm like trying to stay awake and pressing A. God, uh, like I, I wanted to do all the missions, and then as I was reading online about how many missions there were, I'm like, oh god, I have until Thursday to beat this game. You there, still have the, you're still in the open world part, right? Yeah, I'm probably not gonna beat it before Thursday. You can't just go recheck it out. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. It's worth a shot, but I'm just probably I'm just really wanting to get this over with. I'm pretty sure you could probably leave it there for a day and then come the next day and check it out again. Well, the thing is, is that it's from a different library, so they'd send it back to those people. Oh, yeah, because like North Carolina has this thing. Like funny, funny story by the way. I did the metal podcast last week, and me and Jesse Starcher ended up doing. The last 20 minutes of our podcast was like an advertisement for the local library system. <laughs> because Only you guys. Only. Yeah. Because like the libraries in Ohio, too, you can get any books or games or DVDs from any of the other counties in the, in the state. So, yeah. You can get fucking video games from Watauga County here. In that works for most states. Yeah. So there you go. Everybody go to your local library. <laughs> yeah, but, but they but, do send it to that other library. But you know what? You can actually have it resent to your library. So. That's true. I, I just don't think I want. I don't. I don't. I want to worry about having this game anymore. I don't know. Push comes to shove, I'll wait for Black Friday, and it'll be like five bucks again, and I'll just buy it for that. And it can join my pile of games that I'll probably never pick up again. I highly doubt they're going to discount that on Black Friday. It's pretty old game as it is. <laughs> Well, last year it was five bucks. 
amazingly, somehow it's not five bucks now. Yeah, check like, Amazon. Oh yeah, fucking Amazon. Amazon's the bomb. dot com. Which, by the way, if you're on Facebook, stop using that damn word. <laughs> like true story, if you try to say, if you try to tell somebody on Facebook they're the bomb. dot com, you cannot do that. You can't. Ah, uh, shit. I'm gonna die. You could just write out dot. Well, I know I know that, but they're like, this is not a good... <laughs> this is not a website you should be sending people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, this game, I have a feeling I'm gonna go crazy if I try to beat this, because I don't have class tomorrow at all, so maybe I'll just fucking all-night this. I don't know. We'll find out. Find out together. Yeah. But, uh, I also played a lot of XCOM. That game is a bitch like that game is like fucking psycho ex-girlfriend material Jesus <laughs> like I, wow. I, I finally it, right right like it's like you have to break up with me it's more like the, the yeah. analogy you're using like if it's like you break up with me I chop you chop you pee pee like I'm Kai and Kai I, you know, I had to bring up, I had to bring Kai and Tai in there because they are evil, indeed. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, uh, like the mission I got stuck on right now was it's like very difficult. I'm like, okay, it can't be that bad. I like first thing I do, I have one car as cover, and then a bunch of other, like a few other spots of concrete. I run into you know the death that fucking death flying saucer thing. It's, it's like a little flying saucer, and then when it attacks you, it turns into like this thing that looks like the hellish version of the turret from Portal. Yeah, like it completely and totally wrecks my shit. And then I got like six mutons on my ass. Like, I'm like, oh god, oh god, is this how the world ends? Like, ah, oh, so so hard. Like, because before I was like, you know, this game's hard, but I don't feel like it's being unfair. This time I'm like, guys, come on. You're just dicks. You're just dicks. Like that death robot. God. That thing. It is just nasty. It's got like fucking like 20 bars of health or something. Throws a grenade that pretty much wipes out my whole team. Each attack does 8 damage. Jeez. Sweet baby Jesus. How am I supposed to survive with that? Uh, I don't know. But I mean, it's still a good game. And then I played like two minutes of Super Hexagon. Yeah, everybody should go download Super Hexagon. Like, that's the one game, if you play it for like two minutes of your day, you'll always feel like you've done something. And by done something, I mean dodging blocks. It's pretty awesome. Like, you just, you're just you just like this little arrow, and you just have to try and go find the free space. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. I can take it. All right. So, we're going to take our first detour of not talking about video games. At least we're announcing it, right? Uh, since, since Doctor Who is pretty much at its season finale, with this was part one this week, and then next week will be the final part, and then we'll get the... We're only having a Christmas special this year, right? Not a Correct. Not Thanksgiving a Christmas and Christmas special. Yeah. So... Well, last year we only had the Thanksgiving special because it was the 50th anniversary special. Oh, that's right. Was that Thanksgiving special? 
shit. I didn't even think about that. Turkey? So, yeah. How have you uh, guys enjoyed the new Doctor, the new season so far? Or, yeah, the this season so far, and I guess we can see where that goes from here. Jeremy, you're the uh, official 4-on-1 Doctor Who reviewer. True. Um, I've been loving this season. For I mean... I had there has not been in in my opinion overall throughout the throughout the full story arc a particularly bad season during the new run, um, which I'm I'm counting from Eccleston all the way forward. Um, there are there have definitely been weaker seasons than other seasons. Uh, I think seven was a little bit weaker than than yeah. the other ones in Smith's run. I'm sorry. I think last season was kind of weak, personally. It had it had a couple of weak moments, but it also had some really, really strong moments. Um, um, in particular, uh, obviously, the... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Christmas special, um, the, the 50th anniversary special, but those are ones you almost don't even count those as parts of the season. Um, the opener for season seven, I thought, was really strong, and it sort of just got muddled in the in the middle. With this one, uh, with, with with Capaldi, I think it has been. There have been a couple of episodes that have not been particularly my favorites, but for the most part, it's been really strong all the way through. And I think a big part of that has been because they have spent so much time. Um, building up not o- not only focusing on Capaldi and how the twelfth Doctor is is so different from from the eleventh, but also building up Claire so she's not just a plot device because yeah, that's basically all she was in seasons in in season series whichever you want to call it seven, um, and because twelve was kind of gaining his footing in the first part of the season and was on this very different track of, okay, now that I'm, I'm sort of in terms with, with what happened with the war doctor, I realize I'm not a good man and I need to, to do something to make amends for that. And they've been exploring that sort of darker side of him really well. They've needed something for stability and that's allowed Clara to really, really strengthen. Um, which made the, the the first part of the season finale so interesting because 
Clara does something in it that I think a lot of people, or at least I expected. I haven't looked. I haven't actually looked at the reaction of a lot of other sites to see what people thought of it. But I, ex I kind of expect that Clara was going to get sort of torn apart for what she does in the beginning of Dark Water, where she basically tries to hold the TARDIS hostage and, in her mind at least, essentially destroys it or, or permanently locks the Doctor out in order to save Danny, who, spoiler alert, dies in, within the first five minutes of the episode. Well, at least I know what I get to look forward to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, this is not... There are big spoilers coming, Robert. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay, well that's fine. There are, there are huge spoilers. I mean, at least the death is part of like the episode. It's not like he dies and you just don't see him again. Exactly. Or, or at least he's not like Rory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, fun. Well, he kind of is. <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually I really like Danny in that he doesn't he's he he doesn't take to being basically the second man in in his relationship. In the sort of, for lack of a better term, and I like Rory and I like Mickey, but in the sort of whiny, passive-aggressive way that they both handled it. Poor Mickey. That guy got the shaft. So. <laughs> yeah, see, but the reason he can handle this is Clara makes it pretty obvious that he loves Danny over the Doctor, whereas, like, you know, Amy has this infatuation with the Doctor, and so does Rose, where, like, Mickey and Roy are kind of forced to be like, hey, wait a minute here. Like, I might want to go fight for my woman because I might not have her <laughs> very long. It's true. Yeah. That's very true. But you still, I mean, you could see where he could take that sort of jealousy bent. And every time he's been sort of confronted with it, or that he's found out this and he's sort of confronted Claire about it, he's handled it in a much more mature manner. He's handled right. it in sort of a, look... You need to you need to make a decision. He does he doesn't berate her. He doesn't get angry or um, or whiny about it. He just says, "Look, you need to figure out what's going on. Don't even and a lot of times don't even talk to me about it right now because right now is a point where we're where you're really emotional about it. Talk to me about it later when you're ready to, which is I think has really done him well as a character." Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed this season overall. I've enjoyed Capaldi overall. And I think that, it, you know, building up to, I'll, I'll wait to really discuss this episode in depth, but uh, building up to here, it's been a really, really good uh, run. What would you say is your favorite episode? Favorite episode so far? Ooh, um... That is actually a really good question. I would say I have to think about it for a moment. Uh, the the dark water was really good. Um, Listen actually was a fantastic episode. Yeah, that one was. That was actually the last one I saw. That one was really really good. Like and my I, initial. I, sorry, uh, go ahead. I was just about to say, and you're talking about how he's different from eleven. I'm so happy he's different because eleven and twelve, eleven and ten were kind of similar. In a fashion, like they were really different, but they had kind of the same sort of personality. Like they were mm -hmm. both kind of hyper in a way. Like I like that. Right. He's different. Like he, he's a little more grumpy, and it's just, I like that. Well, he's an old man, so he should be kind of grumpy. <laughs> well, 
I mean, you could be an old man and not be necessarily grumpy. You could be a nice old man. <laughs> this is true. Um, but yeah, listen was an episode that I thought there was a mo. There are a couple moments in it where. Uh, Moffat really tries to to do that Moffity thing and be like, "Oh, look how clever I am! I'm twisting the I'm I'm twisting the cannon and look who the first person to actually meet the Doctor was and all that." But he doesn't go overboard with those, and it, it, it was definitely one of the creepiest films. That moment in the scene with with him and and Clara and the young Danny and the thing that was on the bed. Is, is probably the creepiest moment of this season so far. So that one would probably be my favorite. Mark, what do you think of the of everything? Uh, I've enjoyed Capaldi a lot. Uh, I think it's interesting that he's been kind of relegated almost to like a secondary role uh, that like Clara has more often than not like taken charge. Maybe not from like the story perspective, but kind of just from the like from the She's she's who you're more focusing on now. Um, I thought Kill the Moon is a great episode. Um, I think next episode will be interesting. I hope they bring back uh, a certain actor um, who was a predecessor to the role. I don't want to give any too big of spoilers away. Uh, I thought the Misty reveal was great. Kind of both of them, actually. Uh... And I hope they get Craig Ferguson on that show one one of these days. Daniel, uh, I've been enjoying it again, enjoying it overall. Uh, I like how we are not treated weekly to a female companion flirting with the Doctor. Totally agree on that. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's always bad that you can never have that, but it just seemed like every single female companion had to flirt with the doctor to the point where it just started to get annoying. Except for Donna. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, but there were still a couple moments where it almost seemed like she was, and then they barely pulled away from it at the end. See, I thought the worst one was uh, Martha Jones for that. She was that was horrible. Yeah. yeah. See, I I always liked Martha. I I understand that. I I totally get where people people um, because she did, and they they overtly acknowledge it even, particularly at the end when she's like, "Look, I have to leave because, um, because I can't just stand here when when clearly you're still hung up over the last one." But I always, I, I, I feel like she's kind of got a short shaft because A, she wasn't Rose. Um, B, for people who watched, uh, you know, after the fact and sort of started with Don and caught up, she was sandwiched between Rose and Donna, who were such top-notch companions. And I, she's the only one in the current continuity um, to, well, I guess you could count Amy, but to consciously make the choice of I'm walking away from you. And I love that about her. I mean, I didn't hate her. I just hated the aspect where they couldn't get over that, that fact Mm -hmm. where, I mean, 
when they were not dealing with the flirtation or her infatuation with them, it was great. Yeah. But then when they went back to it, it that's where it started getting old for me. I can see that. Yeah, uh, now, I'm talking about the... Oh, go ahead. I didn't, like, hate her or dislike her or anything. I was... I guess it's that, that's right around when I was uh, at Marathon all the way through, like, all those seasons. It didn't really bug me, but in retrospect, it kind of was rating how, you know, how everybody had been joking in the old show about people, you know, Knudsen and the TARDIS. I mean, now, like, every female companion, I mean, besides Donna, was, like, just head over heels for the Doctor. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a, especially a David Tennant's version. Oh, oh, everybody has a man crush on David Tennant, even women. Like, you know, he's handsome, fun, good guy. Yeah, yeah, women can dig that and all, but it's, I mean, it's, it just kind of got a little overboard there, because we had Rose. We didn't need another one. We're good. One's enough. Yeah, Martha was like Rose, like, times two. That was That was my problem with her. <laughs> Yeah, and then you had to keep constantly bringing up the whole, well, he's not over Rose yet, so, like, you may never get your shot. You know, it's just like, okay, we already went through the tragedy. We don't need to be constantly reminded of it. You know, just just let it go, you know? And I also think part of it with Martha was it, she almost felt like a placeholder until Rose either came back or they decided to move on. True. Yeah. But uh, speaking about, t- just talking about the last episode, I love the reveal. I want to see where they go with it. But um, I am looking forward to it, and hopefully we don't get a one of these two-parters where the first part's really good and the second part just kind of fades off. No, oh, who's usually pretty good about? The, in fact, I tend to view the the second part of the two parters are usually the better part. It's just my uh, fear that I'm going to really enjoy the first part of a two part show, and then Fair the enough. second part. Not necessarily speaking specifically towards Doctor Who, but just TV in general. That's that is a fair point. Um, they, they're normally pretty good about that. Um, and, well, we haven't seen a, a two-parter since, what was it? Um, we haven't seen a two-parter closer since season five, I think it was, uh, with a Pandorica, which, again, that, that was, I, I kind of liked the first one, and I loved the second one, and I don't remember what the last one for the la- last two-parter period was. Se- season four. Didn't we have some season six? Didn't they have a two-parter? I want to say they did. Yeah. Yeah, with those uh, fucking things where you get astronaut and also the rebel flesh people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The 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 gangers. Yeah. That was a fun two-parter. That was one of those ones where it wasn't a great two-parter, but. Um, oh, and six also had also had uh, good man goes to war and and whatever the second part of that was with Kavarian and 
Um, that whole bit, the River Song reveal. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. But what about Let's Kill Hitler? That was such a good episode. <laughs> I liked Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah. Hitler was Hitler back in the cover. Killed the doctor for some fucking reason. It's like Just, one of those you know they had to do at some point. I loved that episode. If nothing else, I mean, there were other parts that I enjoyed about it, but if nothing else, um, I loved that episode for uh, Alex Kingston's, you know, after she had just regenerated because she out-doctored the doctor with that moment. Like with the hair and the everything else, she went, she was so perfect in that moment. Well, uh, I have to agree with you guys. I think I've enjoyed this season a lot. I don't think I there's an episode that I just after I watched it I was like okay I'm I wasn't digging that or what there was something about each episode that I enjoyed. Uh, I particularly I, I know there's a lot of people that I don't I don't get the whole Clara hate. I think Clara's like one of my favorite companions, honestly. But I know there's a lot of people that don't like her that much. Uh, I I like the episode where she was kind of the 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 main character where the doctor was in the little box half the time in her purse mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really good. It showed that you know, I mean, she's been yes, yeah, she was a plot device, but she was like a very important part, you know, of uh, you know the season before, and it was different from the other uh, companions in that she ha- seemed to. You know, she's done a lot of different things being a companion that most of the companions haven't done, you know, and my phone decided it wanted to ring. Uh, but I just think that that's cool that they were able to, like, just go, I think, tenfold forward with the companion and go, okay, well, she's not just going to be somebody that the doctor meets. She's going to have a purpose in his past and be able to go through his timeline and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I thought that was all pretty cool. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leading up to just, okay, now we're going to have an episode where Clara just takes over. And she can show that she's just as important as the Doctor, which is, you know, not always done with all the companions or whatever. And I, I like the whole, the uh, it sort of reminded me of like the Blink episode with the... The uh, the way they had the 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 monster of that episode the things that go through the wall and make it turn and all that stuff I thought that was pretty cool. Um, even the mummy one, which seemed pretty like that was the most uh, kind of 
like contrive one almost just like oh here's the mummy that points at you but yet still it was it had its moments with the uh the train in space uh i just think overall i think capaldi is such a breath of fresh air from the other two that it was just i think robert's right in that you had a lot of similarities with them and a lot of like you know they wanted to go the younger route with the doctor to get more female fans and get younger fans in there and they've done that hopefully they haven't lost a lot of people with okay we're going to go older now yeah, and all the, all the teenage girls well i mean but that's not a bad thing to get the teenage girls into a show i mean yeah talk uh, about if you want somebody who is going to be a serious diehard fan for life teenage girls get them yep yeah, yeah. So Mark was doing this uh, with a friend of his on Facebook, and I kind of chimed in as well because uh, they were having a debate about the companions. If you guys had to rate, rank your companions, and I'm just talking about like the main, I guess we can put Captain Jack in there too, but the the main ones, not like like I don't count River Song because she goes in and out all the time. She's not in every single episode of whatever season she's in, and. So just, uh, and like, you know, I kind of put Amy and Rory together because they're there together most of the time, you know, whatever, but you guys can do it however you want. If you had to rank your companions, where would you? <laughs> okay, this is an important question. Are you talking about new companion, new who yeah, companions? Yeah, yes, no, I'm, not, I'm talking about from the re- reboot on. Okay, because I'm yeah. <laughs> just going to say. Yeah, no, because not everybody's watched like right. you, where we've all watched the, the millions of other episodes, you know. Because, <laughs> of course, Mel is number one. <laughs> Jeremy? Uh, um, ooh, okay, so... I'm I'm going through mentally going through all the companions. Um, I would put. I don't count Rory as the same because he, he. Not I really like Rory as a companion, but I think if you pair him with 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 Amy, that sort of drags Amy down a little bit, in comparison to the others. Um, I would go Rory. No, actually, I would go Mickey, Rory, um, uh, Martha, uh, Jack, Clara, and God damn it, Donna, Amy, Rose. All right. That's and really, it's a three-way tie between those three. Huh? That is. I'm sorry. That is from. That is from lowest to highest. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Because that was. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do my top eight list from from eight to one, not one to eight. Uh, all right. <laughs> I can. I can understand that one. Daniel? Yeah. No. No. Rory's clearly my favorite companion. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you killed Rory. You bastards! <laughs> <laughs> they really could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. Okay, uh... Let's see, I would probably put... Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would put Rory together or not. Uh, my list is going to be pretty close to Jeremy's, honestly. 
I might. I mean, I. I think I am running it through my head. Like I really like Jack, but I can't put him above anybody else. I mean, any of the people that Jeremy had in front of him. I don't hate Clara. I actually enjoy the most of the episodes with her. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I mean, Mickey kind of. It would probably be at the bottom, <laughs> yeah. Just because, and nothing against the actors, just because of the way that he was written. He didn't really do a lot in the overall show. Not no. until after he stopped. Basically, after he stopped being a companion. Yeah. yeah. Then he got interesting. It's yeah. like Martha. Same thing. Like when she started just showing up because she was already there. Yeah. That's when, when she started, became interesting too. Yeah. Although the for unit. And I hate to go into this and say this, but did anybody, and I haven't talked to Jeremy or anybody else about it, but in Tenet's last episode where suddenly Mickey and Martha are married, did anybody else think feel like that just came out of nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a okay. little bit. I, I wasn't mean, exactly shipping them. No, I, no, I don't think anybody they, was shipping them. <laughs> I mean, I can see it, but they could have done so much with that. With even yeah. having Mickey sit there and say that a girl finally chose me over you. Well, that was probably related to the whole Torchwood fiasco, though. I'm yeah. sorry? That was probably more like a part or reason, uh, probably due to, due to like how Torchwood is handled. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, Mickey and Martha were supposed to be on Torchwood, I think season three. Really? And they both said no. The actors kind of both said no for different reasons. So that was probably just like the throwaway aspect of it. Yeah. Like the, we would have shown you their relationship in Torchwood, but they just chose not to. So. But I'm kind of <laughs> glad they didn't do. They didn't end up on Torchwood too. Like, because I like the characters that we got on Torchwood. Um. As I, had, I, I actually have not seen the, the, the Miracle Day, the final season part. Oh, um, keep it that way. Yes, that's what I've been told. Yeah. Watch um, the freeze review of it. <laughs> that is what, that's what I've been told. But, you know, I like, you know, obviously Jack was a good anchor for it. I like Gwen. I liked Owen. I liked uh, uh, the butler guy. It's been a while since I've seen yeah, it. But, yes. Uh, I liked everybody that they killed off, which is pretty much everybody. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it probably would, it would have been a little too familiar if they had tried to throw those two on there. Yeah, Mark. Uh, mine list uh, is going to go from best to worst. I said uh, I liked Amy the best. Um, followed by Donna at second. I would probably tie Rose and Claire as third. Um, fourth would be Jack. Uh, fifth would be the Doctor's severed hand. And the <laughs> sixth would be Martha Jones. Wow, that's harsh. <laughs> the hey, at least she beat hand. out handles. Damn it! Damn it, Daniel! Damn it. <laughs> 
and, and seven would be Adam. And yeah, and she beat out Adam. I was gonna say. God, I was about to bring up Handle. Oh, Adam, the only guy to ever get kicked off the TARDIS. He was such a douche. He was such a douche. Robert. Well, I was going to put Mickey at bottom, then Handle, but. <sighs> Poor Mickey. That dude, he got the shaft. Like, hey, I'm this really loving boyfriend who, you know, cares very deeply for this girl who runs off with this guy. And then when she comes back, I've been accused of her murder. But it's okay. It's the doctor's here. <laughs> you know, when the internet come, tried to convince me Rose was a bitch, they were kind of right. Still a bitch. Poor me. Anyways, so Mickey handles, uh, well, see the doctor's severed hand. There's there too. Uh, who's after that? Yeah, Rory. I actually liked Rory. He became useful. That's not something you always find in a companion. Like Mel. God, Mel. The only thing worse than Mel is... No, no, nothing's worse. I mean, shit. <clears throat> that one companion that got vaporized during the dog's master plan was probably better than Mel. She got vaporized. Which one? Oh, oh, uh, shit. She was like some soldier or something that was with the doctor. You know, the dog, that 10-part dog's master plan for some reason. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, um, um, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. Yeah, even she's better than Mel. But anyways, uh, and after that, I think about Rose. Uh, well, no, Martha, I'm sorry. Martha then Rose. Because Martha was just kind of there. Martha, she, she was like the filler companion. In a way. Even though she was useful during that, like, the finale, I guess. That's such a stupid finale. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching it without, you know, looking ahead to the other parts, you know, Daniel's right. You kind of do feel like, okay, either Rose is going to come back here or someone's going to uh, take her place. Instead, let's all think of the doctor and that. God, that was so fucking stupid. Well, and, and Martha also suffers because, I'm her sorry, mom. her family was the worst. Yeah. Absolute worst. Oh, God, Jackie. No, 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 no. Jackie was Jackie was okay. Jackie had some irritating moments. She got but, redeemed by the end. That was a thing. Yeah. No, Martha's mother was absolutely terrible. Martha had a mother? Yes. Yeah. Um, her name was, hold on, I'm... Maxine, I think. Curtisine in it up. Um, For her. Francine. Oh, close enough. Yes, she was terrible. I have to stop the presses. Apparently CNN needs to tell me that Oregon has legalized re recreational marijuana use. So... That could be... <laughs> There Sorry. you go, Jeremy. You know what? Afro man. Not gonna go all not not gonna go all political here, but I actually did vote that one. Not for that reason, though. <laughs> Tax dollars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Like, yeah, I, I didn't get to vote. Sadly. 
I don't even know who won my state yet. Oh god. Probably look that up. Anyway, before think, we started, uh, I think the Republicans had won the Yeah, they already Congress. won they already yeah. run won the Senate. Dude, they called our and I knew this was gonna happen. They called Oregon at eight o'clock with zero pre percent reporting in for the Senate. Because that's how it goes. We never lose the blue state. We never lose I think uh, Hawaii already Democrat. got called too. Yep. At the same uh, time. Oh, Tom Tillis won. Oh boy. I don't fucking care. It's just the same fucking fox. Jesus. <laughs> okay, fuck. let's move away from politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. That was just meant to be a joke. I didn't mean for us to start talking about politics. Speaking of okay, anyway, speaking of fox, uh Let's see, after Martha, there's Rose. Rose is a bitch. And then Clara. I think I have a soft spot for Clara, because I don't know about any of the rest of you guys. Okay, I, don't, I really don't know. I think she's absolutely adorable, so that kind of does put it over the top for me. I, I would agree with you on that one. Like, I don't... Hmm. I was going to say it depends on which Clara, but, yeah. Well, yeah, but, I mean, the, the actress in general oh, is, yeah. has yeah. that... She's one of the few like actresses. I'm like, yeah, I kind of have a little bit of a crush on her because I don't usually get the whole celebrity crush thing. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me to a certain extent. Like her and probably Emma Stone. That's that's about as far as it gets. But I don't get the people who get obsessed with certain actors. Yeah, like, I dated a girl who practically like fucking launched out of her seat at the name Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it got <laughs> There's a lot of men that jump out of their seat for Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's Johnny Depp. But I'm like, yeah, Johnny Depp, the guy who plays that Johnny Depp role. <laughs> uh, Johnny don't, Depp role. Don't go see Dark Shadows. Any any single person listening to this who's been like, I should go see Dark Shadows. I Shadow. saw that in the theater. So. I, I saw that at the 250 theater. I didn't feel like I got my money's worth. <laughs> And the only reason I saw it because I had a lot of, you know, the the crew that they have for Dark Shadows. I liked all the actors and actresses, so I was like, "Oh, this can't fail!" And then something. <laughs> yeah, this can't fail. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me get. Let me see if I understand this. You said this can't fail about a Tim Burton film made in the 21st century, starring Johnny. Depp. I love Tim Burton. I but love it's just... Tim Burton too, but in the. What's his last good movie? I love uh, a uh, uh, big big fish. Big fish probably was his last really good movie. What about uh, Planet Weenie of the Apes? Movie. Uh, he do the Frank and Weenie. Yeah, he did do Frank and Weenie. Hey, I like Frank and Weenie. Good. I'll, I will give you Frank and Weenie. There we go. Um, but yeah, outside of that, Charlie. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that was so bad. Which one was? Chocolate Factory. Well, you I didn't to. mind it. Oh, good. He was, he said, well, Johnny Depp was doing something different than his usual Johnny Depp role. So good job, Johnny Depp. Good, good job. You can actually act. Now, don't ever do the Lone Ranger, because no matter how many times... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three times on the three years, they claimed I went and took my mom to go see the Lone Ranger. I have never seen the Lone Ranger. Dude, nope. fucking, fucking Transformers looks at the Lone Ranger movie and says, hey, you needed to edit that down a little bit. Showgirl yeah. <laughs> looks at the Lone Ranger and goes, uh, I don't think our main actress flopped as much as this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Go me. Anyway. I liked Alice in Wonderland for its uh, certain things. It was, it was, yeah, it wasn't great, but it was... Uh, it was Tim Burtony. I didn't regret having seen it the way that I regretted having seen uh, Dark Shadows or I know a lot of people like it, but I really didn't like The Corpse Bride Um, uh, or, well, he didn't direct it, but Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, Lord. See, I was really hoping that movie would be good. And then apparently I was like, oh, they played this thing in serious uh, shit. At least we still got things like George Washington, like Zombie Hunter. But you know what I want to see? I want to see uh, William Howard Taft, Cub Hunter. Uh, <laughs> all right, before we get away. On, 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 that, on that particular bent, really oh. quick, um, the first what? image that they released of, uh, of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is enough to make me say, okay, maybe this one will actually be good. I thought you had something on top fooling you. Yeah. I oh, never sure, yeah. say that about a book turned into a movie that is supposedly by a book because I've been burned way too many times. Yeah. yeah that's why I don't read the books before I actually see the movies. I read the books after. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't do that because most of the stuff that I read eventually gets turned into a movie and then I'm disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I'll be reading it before it became a movie. Yeah, I don't like doing the reading before because yeah, then like, when they don't do it, like you know, they completely change something from the book. It just makes me upset. I go. I actually go out of my way to wait if I know that there's a movie coming out based on a book and I want to read the book. I go out of my way to wait until the movie has come out and I've seen it because it's a lot easier to. And it's because you create the image in your mind of what these people are supposed to supposed to be like, and the book obviously can add a lot more depth. So it's a lot easier to appreciate both if you read the book after. Uh, the yeah. most disappointed I was was reading a uh, Lost World, mm. and then seeing the movie. I mean, I read the. <laughs> Jurassic Park novel. I thought it was a decent movie adaptation. 
But the Lost World was just... Yeah. Oh. No, I like the Spider-Man 3 novelization a lot more than... <laughs> hey, if you want to talk novelization, I actually enjoyed the... Oh, which one? The Attack of the Clones novelization much more than the movie. Because it actually gave reasons for the I hate him, no, I love him. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, Spider-Man Three had a lot better job at doing that too. I got really excited for that movie, and then I saw that movie. Uh, I definitely like. I definitely like the 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 written version of Spider-Man Three better. They're called the comics. Speaking <laughs> 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 of things that need to be turned into things, so I've been like. What is the this manga called Monster? You ever heard of it? Anybody ever heard of it? Wait, what? It's it's a manga it's called Monster. Oh, by Naoki Urasawa. Like apparently, like looking at the Wikipedia page, like they've been trying to make a live action adaptation of it. Like apparently, Guillermo del Toro was talking to HBO about it last year. Like it seems like something that del Toro would do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it says that, uh, let's see, Stephen Thompson, who did uh, Doctor Who and Sherlock, is writing the plot, and Del Toro would direct it and executive produce it. Apparently, it's, like, really fucking good, and the anime is awesome, too, so there you go. Well, dang, if all those people are involved, I I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, well, I don't, oh, hold on, let me, Stephen Thompson, that sounds familiar, what's he written of who? Yeah, because, like, uh, because that's a big question, I mean, if he wrote, like, Fucking, I don't know, Seventh Doctor era stuff, and that that puts a different spin on it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be weird. What well, says and he also has done Sherlock? So, well, there's nothing wrong in Sherlock at all. So, oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, God, The Curse of the Black Spot, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, and Time Heist. Oh, oh, him. Okay. Well, he's not terrible. He's not my favorite. <laughs> he's not my favorite who writer. Time Heights was probably one of my least favorite this season. And, and he did Sherlock, Blind Banker, The Reichenbach Hall, and The Sign of Three. Yeah. It's a really good though. manga. And the anime apparently has like one of the best dubs. And it's one of the best from the 2000s. So there you go. Another thing for you to watch, Sean. Stop adding things to me to watch. Fall TV has already made it to where I basically don't even get to play games. Oh, God, don't you? Seriously. It's only 74 episodes long. (sighs) Was that all? I was just trying to watch like two episodes of something that just started. (laughs) Oh, and I finished Attack on Titan. That final scene. (laughs) Oh, yes. That final scene. That final scene. <laughs> made me want to go read. I was like, oh, they're like obvious. Oh, damn it. That means there's another season. Oh, <laughs> but they okay. were like, oh, that hook. That hook. Oh. Hey. Yep. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was that was happening, though. Like, th- there had to be, you know. Something in the wall. Yeah, yeah. It, Never it, mind. It, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Stephen Thompson. He wrote the pirate <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. He wrote that one, and then, like you said, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, which was probably the worst episode of Season 7. That was kind of vaguely racist, I thought, actually, for an episode. Yeah. A little bit. 
Yeah. Wait, which one was that again? Hmm? Huh? Which episode was that again? That was uh, the Sorry, Junker episode, and they, like, Clara gets uh, separated in the TARDIS, and they're all trying to find her. It's the Doctor and the, like, two brothers who are, like, tricking the third brother to, th- to think he's a cyborg. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Somebody's run together when you try to watch them all at once. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it's still be a really good show for them to do. It's one of those like I think that the manga is here really well is kind of like your sort of breaking you know Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. You know, like one of those high drama things. It was like listening. Like I heard a, a one podcast talk about the first four uh, chat like four, four episodes of the anime. And I'm like, oh my god, this sounds amazing. <laughs> There you go. More so we things. talked about this before. I think last, or whenever we did the episode where we talked about the DC stuff, Stephen Amell brought his own views to the whole having separate TV and movies, and he likes it. He says that people are basically making it seem like making 23 hours of TV is not some accomplishment. He's saying that that's as big a deal as making a movie. And that why can't there be one version of Green Arrow and one version of Green Arrow in the movie? He's like, I'd love to play that, you know, Green Arrow in the movie, but if I don't, it's not like, you know, the end of the world happened. Yeah. Because DC will limit, well, DC and Warner Brothers will limit what you can do on TV because they see the movies as being bigger than TV. Here's my thing, and here's why I don't, I want them to be separate. They're doing really good with their TV shows. They are screwing the pooch with their movies. At least, Is that a surprise? At least, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people who, who, who thinks that Batman vs. Superman is necessarily going to suck. Um, but Green Lantern, Man of Steel was not very good. I'm sorry, I just didn't like it. Um, and I'll say it again. The guy who described... Sucker Punch, as a feminist think piece, is the guy directing Wonder Woman's first appearance on screen. That, if that's a feminist think piece? Yes. Zack Snyder called I'm Sucker Punch a feminist think speak. Think uh, so well, <laughs> they're boning the movies. I would rather they keep them separate so they don't screw up the TV shows. But see, well, they're going to screw up the TV show just because they're going to keep the TV show from using certain things. So the movies get first crack at them. Same yeah. reason that we never saw a young Bruce Wayne in Smallville. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if Gotham would have all these villains. They already talked about Scarecrow supposed to show up if we hadn't mm-hmm. had the Batman movies already. Hmm. Well, uh, well, I to be fair, I don't think we'd have a Batman it. universe live action TV show that didn't really succeed. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. that was also from a different era too. You know, you know what unless you're talking about birds of prey. Are you talking about birds of prey? Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, you wonder- know what? I like it, birds of prey. It wasn't horrible, but we're not that far removed from that failure. Couldn't be any worse. True. For so what? I think it's more the people that are running the sh- the two shows are doing well than 
DC has a successful formula for TV shows. But you also have to realize the guy, the the, the showrunner for who is involved with both those shows is the same guy who wrote Green Lantern. Yeah, but here's the thing with Green Lantern: how much did the network, the studio executives change? That's true. Yeah, I. Yeah. And that's where I don't have a lot of. That's why, again, why I'm sort of glad that they're they're doing that separate because where Warner Brothers Film is running the films and can't find their ass with both hands, Warner Brothers Television clearly knows what they're doing. And and I'm even talking about Gotham in that respect. I mean, I know that Gotham is getting a lot of crap from some people. Um, but it's starting to find its feet, particularly in the last episode. And they really seem to know what they're doing, or at least have a plan. Whereas it really doesn't seem like... It seems like DC uh, Warner Brothers Films' plan is the, exact same, is the exact same plan TNA has in wrestling, which is copy the really successful one right now. <laughs> Except for... Yeah. When we run out of things to copy, we're just going to do wrestling one on one, which is not bad, but you know, it doesn't. <laughs> which I loved. Somebody when 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 uh, when the 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 new Marvel slate was announced, I saw somebody comment not on our site but somewhere else um, that well, Marvel's just copying DC. DC put out Batman versus Superman, so now they're going to have Captain America versus Iron Man. So they're just copying. <laughs> Huh? Really, <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what to say. The only reason they're doing Batman versus Superman is because they don't have a, they can't come out with another Batman movie or another Superman movie, so they have to find a way to make them both be in the same movie. Yeah. So how many? Just, I was just thinking, is like Max Snyder DC's go-to guy? I wish he yeah. wouldn't be. It's sad. It was like let's see, he did Watchmen. He did. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, let's see. Uh, he did both the 300s, right? He did the no. first 300. He did not no. do the second. He did the first 300. <laughs> He's doing. Uh, did he do the? Who did the first Superman? He do. Uh, did he do Man of Steel? Yeah. Yes. So there you go. And he's doing Batman versus Superman and the two Justice League movies. Oh, he boy. is basically DC's Joss Whedon. Yep. Who DC actually even... turned down for the Wonder Woman yep. movie? Which makes no sense interest. whatsoever. Well, but you also have to realize that at the time, I, I, and it was a dumb move. Don't get me wrong, but you also have to realize at the time, Joss Whedon was the guy who had who had just had three shows get canceled within three years. Um, the the fire the Serenity had not. No matter how good it was, it had not performed financially. Yeah. Um, the way that they hoped that was to be fair. That's because Universal, just like Fox, completely fucked the marketing campaign. But he was not viewed as a successful guy at that point. In fact, it was considered to be a huge risk when when Marvel took him on for the Avengers. So really? yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah. But again, even at that point, it gets back to the difference between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel is willing to take a chance on people that are might not that are fan loved but not mainstream haven't had mainstream success yet whereas DC 
It's like they're trying to hide that they were actually characters in a comic book at times. Well, DC is like ashamed of it, almost. Yeah. I mean, they their big quote about Wonder Woman that I love going back to is, well, Wonder Woman is a really tricky character to nail because she doesn't have a definitive origin. Right. And Yeah, really. And, um, and I remember seeing a, seeing a particular tweet at that point that somebody posted, which was DC's stance. Wonder Woman's a really tricky character for, for audiences to get a grasp on. Marvel's stance. Here's a rocket firing a machine gun in our movie. <laughs> or a raccoon. Yeah. Which was a perfect example of Marvel versus DC's mindset towards their fans. Yeah. It's like, okay, we know we have a walking tree and a raccoon that fires guns. What of it? Either like it or don't. Yep. Yeah. And that's what DC will not ever do. Yeah. I want to get your take on this, Daniel, because you are a big Superman fan. But apparently, people watch somebody at at, uh, Warner Brothers watched Gotham enough and said, "We need to make a Superman Gotham. (laughs) We're going to call it Krypton." Really? Uh, Yeah. Krypton. Yeah. (laughs) Again, we don't care what the characters are like in the comic books, we are going to bend and twist and do whatever we can to make it fit whatever is popular. Anyway, it's going to be set on Krypton, so like we're going to get to find out stuff, I guess. I don't <laughs> See, I, I hope that's like a five-year show, and all five years, like, Kyle is still a baby for all the five years, and that'll be great. <laughs> no, no. I hope that if it is a long show... I want them to actually try to pretend that we don't know how the show will end. (laughs) What are all these earthquakes? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so true, though. I that is one I just I don't see that one ever coming to series. I think that one's going to get developed and then. It'll go the way of, uh, was it NBC's Wonder Woman series? Yeah. yeah. Which, speaking of which, look at how 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 DC at the time handled Adrian Plecky, and now look what she's doing on Agents of Shield. It's mocking yep. her. Yep. I mean, I won't deny I'm a Marvel fanboy through and through, but objectively, that's just black and white right there. Well, it is what it is, you know. They I continually mean, screw the pooch on there. Well, and Fox we, is uh, following DC pretty closely there. <laughs> <laughs> At least with the one of the franchises that they have. Well, the other one they got lucky in that they managed to convince Brian Singer to come back. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the but again. Well, Singer is a fan of the comics, and he wants mm-hmm. to keep that tone. Yep. Whereas Fantastic Four, it's going to be dark, <laughs> gritty, and character-driven. Yeah, but Singer also did Superman Returns, for God's sake. I this mean, is true. But yeah. again, that's a matter of... It's the same thing with Mark Guggenheim with, with Green Lantern. It's a matter of how much control did he actually have. Probably none. I mean, look at, I Sam, mean, look at Sam Raimi in Spider-Man 3. 
Well, that was Raimi admitting that he just didn't give a shit about Venom. Well, and they, the studio made him put him in there. Yep. I mean, it's... Sony messes with it. Fox is messing with it. Marvel was smart enough to create their own studio so they didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And even the somewhat bad Marvel films are still better than most of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Although... I, I hope this isn't the case, but but it's possible that Ant Man may test that theory. I, mean, I am worried I about it. Like, is it really going to have the drawing power the other ones do? I'm not well, so worried. About, I'm not so worried about the drawing power because I think that I mean, if they can turn Guardians of the Galaxy into a hit. But Guardians had the raccoon and the freaking walking tree. Like, if the, any kid doesn't want to watch that, like, you know, just... Yeah, but think about it. But If you didn't have Marvel attached to that, if you just oh, said, oh, yeah. we're going to make a movie with about a guy who was abducted from Earth and he flies on a ship with a raccoon with big guns and a talking tree that can only say, I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... And the guy who and the guy who made Sliver is directing it. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to throw Sliver. a wrestler in there as our uh, straight man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you take the individual pieces, there's almost no reason. Yeah, that like the biggest worked. star in that movie is uh, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know, Dave Bautista. He was in uh, Man of the Iron Fist. <laughs> oh yeah, and Riddick. Don't get let's yeah, let's actually refer to the one semi good film he did before Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name of the artist. It wasn't great. That was ass. And see, part of me wonders what the. I mean, we have one writer out of all of the writers who have done all of the Marvel movies complain about. Marvel Studios meddling in the script. Yeah, I mean, if I if we That's start usually hearing, because Marvel already has a plan, and then you just go with it on mm-hmm. the scripts, <laughs> right? And so that could be what made him mad that he, and that's why he left. I'm willing to give it a chance. Whereas with DC or Fantastic Four, they're going to have to prove it to me, as opposed to me t- having faith in them. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to say that that I think Ant Man is going to be a bad movie. I think that it's, and granted, a lot of people said this about Guardians. I but I think it's the riskiest film yet, not in terms of marketability, but in terms of quality. Um, just because I, there have been a couple others who 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 have had certain. Uh, who was it? Patty Jenkins was originally supposed to direct Thor. And backed out at the last minute, or not yeah, Thor, but that Thor a the Dark World. Issue? No, nobody's saying one way or the other, but nobody's ever said that it's a scheduling issue, and they've been very sort of hedging their words very carefully. So, I the kind of the 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 general sense was that it was a creative difference, not that it was a. I'm mad, so I'm stalking off the film, which is kind of what the Edgar Wright situation has has been rumored to be. But 
it was definitely it definitely seems to be one where they did not see eye to eye as far as what the creative direction now i think marvel ended up just fine because i really like thor the dark world yeah but there is at least some precedence for it well we've been talking about this so might as well that that marvel phase 3 just came and shocked just the entire freaking internet went crazy yep uh what are you most excited about with this phase 3 I mean, I know we're excited about everything, pretty much. But, you know, do you have a special movie that you've been waiting for that got announced or or whatever that... I mean, like, when they said Black Panther and Captain Marvel, I was like, oh, damn, all right, this is happening. Awesome. Captain effing Marvel. So excited. Doctor Strange. Especially if the casting works out. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah and be- and they apparently it's a picture, but apparently the director is pissed that people took that picture and decided they wanted to decide that the storyline was coming from. But uh, yeah, you that's- post a picture and people automatically think that you might be doing the storyline from the graphic novel that the picture came from. Yeah. Th- Why would they make that connection? <laughs> You know, I love Scott Derrickson, and I, I, I've enjoyed the movies he's made so far. But yeah, that was such clear baiting for a reason to snark at, to snark at reporters. Yeah. I've learned so much this year, like how many faux journalist fucktards will m- write anything for a click. Boy. Why the hell else would you post a picture <laughs> from the movie that we already know you're directing... I mean, they've already said they don't want it to be a full-blown origin tale, so that would make sense yeah. if they are going to do that. Yeah. They're for Ant-Man. They should totally use the Eric O'Grady Ant-Man. The irredeemable Ant-Man. I love that version. Anyway, uh, Doctor Strange should be awesome. I'm At least we'll get Agent Carter in Ant-Man. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah. Everyone loves Haley Atwell. Yeah. Are y'all looking forward to that? Agent Carter? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks good so far. Yeah. I think they learned from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slow start, and you're not going to see Carter start kind of slow and reserved. Well, they can't either, because it's only an eight episode. Well, yeah, but... I mean, just in general, I think they're going to be... I think they learned a little bit from pacing yeah. with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s numbers are getting any better or anything, but, you know... No, but they're not getting particularly worse, either. That show... It, it drops like a tenth in the demo. Like, it, like, usually it'll go down two points in the initial demos, and then they'll get adjusted back up at least one point. So... It's still doing fine. It'll be around next year. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't help when your lead-in is not doing well, which... Fucking Manhattan love story. Yeah. Whose bright idea was that? Uh, ABC, man. <laughs> ABC was... Made I just hate that Selfie's not getting the love it deserves, but you know... I- 
I, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only person I know that likes that show. Yeah, because me and Al will continue to heap praise on that show. It's so, like, modern, and people seem to, like, don't want to be told that... There's a lot of people that act just like her, but they don't want to be, you know... If mm-hmm. they named it something different, I think it would have at least opened to better ratings. Just a yeah. show named Selfie alone turns people off. Just say that the is Town show. Yeah, somehow that lasted a while. Only because sure. of uh, Courtney Cox, I guess. But Which show? Cougar Town. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, it did have the crossover with Community, so... <laughs> forgot about that. I watched yeah. that show. Wow, yeah. Actually, I think I've seen more of Cougar Town than I have of Community. Uh, what wow. is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, okay, let's be fair. It is easier to see Cougar Town. Yeah, that's actually the reason why. Because yeah. with Community, you never know when it was coming on or that's if it was true. even going to be coming back. Robert, there's this wonderful thing I would like to introduce you to. It's called Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Do they have political ads on their commercials? Nope. <laughs> yes, they do. But you know. Really? I've never. I've had a, I've had a couple of Joe Garcia freaking commercials <laughs> on but... Hulu. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Will uh, Community be on Hulu that long now since it went to Yahoo for the new I season? Don't I think they know. still have the digital rights. I think yeah, because I think they still have. Well, I think they still have the rights to season to to all the seasons that aired on NBC. Okay. And then yeah. Yahoo Second Screen or Yahoo whatever the Yahoo Please Watch our digital series um, <laughs> is only only get only has season six so far. But hey, at least they're going to be paying the money. And yeah. then somehow NBC thinks it's a great idea to go ahead and cancel A to Z and Bad Judge, which I like for very different reasons. But then we don't have anything to back it up. Yeah, you know, shit needs to get canned, Mulaney. I wish they would have canned that. It after. is canceled. It is. I yeah. watched okay. of that show the other day because I sat down, turned on the TV, and was like, "Eh, it's too lazy to find the remote." I'm like, none of these jokes are funny. None of this acting is good. Yeah, I had to laugh at him though, because he was on at midnight last night, and he he was the person who was eliminated before the before the final thing, and he took he he referenced his the the show's cancellation, saying, "What was it, Chris? You're you uh uh I'm I'm leaving early, but then, then this is probably not the first time I'm saying that this fall." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's so I have to give him credit for having a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. So how how, uh, how quickly is this Scream TV show going to get canceled? I'll wait. It's MTV. Oh it actually might last a while. Please, no. This thing has to go. I don't think it'll air. Well, I don't think it'll get, get made. It's already been It's MTV. Too. They will air it because they will air anything. It's, been, it, it's, gotten a, it's gone beyond pilot stage at this point. So they are going to air it, at least in some capacity. Um, how long they'll air it, hopefully not very. Because, I don't know, it could be good. I just object to it being called Scream if it doesn't have Woodsboro, anybody involved with the previous show, or Ghostface. 
Wait, it's not even gonna have Ghostface. No, no. Ghost the the guy who controls the copy the trademark for the Ghostface mask has said MTV has not contacted him about it about it. Oh Lord, what? it has no elements from the movies. How can you call it Scream then? It's just... because you own the rights. <sighs> Did DC talk to MTV or something? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, let, let's make a show that has nothing to do with, you know, the movie at all. <laughs> I mean, that's what I respect about Once Upon a Time. I watch that show, and I feel like I'm rewarded for watching Frozen. Right. Like, Oh, Frozen. Those poor people at Walmart. I actually got Attack on Titan Volume 1, like, ordered there. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, I was wondering if you had a DVD in stock, and the guy goes... We don't have Frozen. I'm like, no, I wouldn't look at Frozen because, oh, thank God. Everybody <laughs> keeps asking, like, oh, do you have Frozen? And he's like, it's been out a year. It shouldn't be a problem. But no, we don't have Frozen in stock. Everybody keeps buying it. I'm like, but I want to build a snowman. I want to build a snowman. But yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is at this point. So, hey, you both of you have an Xbox One, so how do you like this whole bundle being, you know, $50, you know, the bundles are $50 off, the Xbox One's $50 off, I I keep staring at them in Kmart and it keeps calling my name to put it on layaway and I have to keep resisting. It doesn't bother me, to be honest. I knew when I was getting it right off the bat that within a year, and take a look, it would be much, much cheaper. Yeah. That's the point of being an early adopter. You know you're paying a lot more, and you're probably probably going to have to replace it at least once. Already have. But, um... Oh, wait, what was wrong with it? uh, I got the, the same problem that everybody had on launch... With the disk drive, not everybody, but that was being reported on launch where the drive was uh, making a grinding sound. I didn't have that start happening until about a month and a half ago. Uh, I'm knocking on wood, hoping mine doesn't do that. <laughs> it still <Yeah>. hasn't. <laughs> and it, they, they, they did the advanced exchange for me. It worked fine. I've got another, I've got an extra like six months on my warranty now. So no big deal. It just meant that I had to be without my, or I had, I had, because I waited until I could actually, I actually had enough in my bank account to cover the, the advanced exchange, you know, the hold that they put on it. I had to be without a disc drive for that long, which again, wasn't a big deal because I pretty much download all my games. I think the only thing I have on disc is NBA Live, or N- not NBA Live, uh, NBA 2K14. So I actually like the idea of the price drop for the holidays, just because it's going to generate interest. You're going to get more people getting it. Uh, my friend in Colorado, his family got one, so I can actually play games with him now. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to walk into the store tomorrow morning and they're the three Xbox Ones we had are going to be gone, so it's just the way it's been lately. Yeah. So, 
the cheaper that price gets, the longer they don't last. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, the Sony fanboys are going to say it's all desperation or whatever. But I mean, to be honest, they kind of probably do feel like they're desperate, and why not? I mean, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with giving people an extra? What it what would it be like twenty two days to before Thanksgiving and Black Friday or or whatever? Right. To, I mean, it's basically a free game. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going into the holiday season where people are looking to buy systems, and the Xbox One is going to have the better exclusive holiday season. Yeah. So make it more enticing. Let people, I mean, you can approach people saying if you can't find a bundle for the price of the regular console, you can still get a game with it. Yeah, you can get that Assassin's Creed bundle. You can, Call of Duty came out yep. yesterday Sunset and today. <laughs> yeah, Sunset Overdrive, you know. Mm-hmm. God, that white Xbox One looks so pretty. But uh... <laughs> that's about, I think that's the only thing that I honestly regret. It's really, really silly, but I like the white one so much better yeah, than the black one. Yeah, I know. One. <laughs> the white PS4 looks there. pretty, too. But I don't know if I want to get Destiny with it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hating on the game, I'm just saying. Destiny yeah. is fun. Yeah. You're going mean, to get I... an equivalent campaign to what the first Halo had. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. It's the first one. So, plus you get expansions, which you didn't get with the Halo games, so. True. Yeah. Uh... Xbox One's uh, Entertainment Studios officially closed, though. So we're still yeah. getting the uh, the ET New Mexico thing. We're still getting all the, the all the Halo shows and the and Quantum Break one. If that becomes successful, you're going to start seeing talks for. You're probably going to start seeing stuff like it's coming back or rebranding or something. If it, their idea makes money. Or maybe Showtime will just do some kind of package with them. Yeah. Maybe. I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with Powers. Yeah, Isn't did you uh, like the little trailer they showed stuff for that? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> it it Just bad. on that little trailer that I already saw, it looked like they veered from the uh, from the comics. And I don't know if it's going to be good or not. This is Sony we're talking about, so... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at their history with Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, not that they were, you know, the the first two were just fine, so... It's... Yeah, but look at their recent history, let's say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we all know that Sinister Six movie is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> if that even comes up, <laughs> I think it will. But uh, like, I don't, I, I don't dislike this. The, 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 the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, like a lot of people do. Um, I'm not saying that they're great, but I actually like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker a lot better than I like Tobey Maguire. Um, 
And I like that they actually had the balls to kill off Gwen. Yeah. Um, but the problem with the Sinister Six movie is nobody gives a shit about Spider-Man's villains unless they are Dr. Octopus or Green Goblin. That's the same problem as the uh, Suicide Squad movie that DC's trying to make. It's like, no one cares. Well, the thing with that one is it, it will work if they get their few really recognizable Suicide Squad members in there. If they get Harley Quinn in there, it has Which a good chance. did they say no already to that? That's the problem. Is the, well, they haven't said one way or the other whether, she, whether she'll be in there. But the rumor is that she is not involved. Which makes no fucking sense to me. But see, that's where you could, again, if the universes were not separate, you could use the TV show to introduce mm-hmm. a few of the actors. And kind of, I mean, a lot of people are watching Flash, a lot of people are watching Arrow. You can get those people, uh, semi-introduce them, or at least a character, before there's an entire movie based on it. But again, if they're going to stay away from the main characters and the recognizable characters, it's DC. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know. Well, uh, just throw in the other thing about the Xbox One. Apparently, there's going to be a slim Xbox One too. At some point, so if you're buying Xbox Ones now. Don't get upset when there's an Xbox One Slim in like six months to a year or something. Don't feel so bone. <laughs> Leave it to Robert. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, should you really, really Robert? Because we should just expect him to say anything at this point. Yeah, you have a point. Uh, so how do you guys feel about the... I know, there was a lot of people that were upset, like, they wanted the recognizable characters, um, which still doesn't rule out that we don't, we won't have any, but, uh, the Telltale has come out and said that Game of Thrones is gonna basically be about one family. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna go around, you know, where you get to play with various of the ones that we recognize. Do you guys have a problem with that? Do you think that they should have come out with maybe more recognizable characters first and then you can kind of go around and do the whole one family that maybe people that only watch the show but don't read the books know or something? I would have been shocked if they involved known characters. Yeah. I would have been absolutely shocked. Apparently the people who are surprised and disappointed haven't played The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, is is this set in the uh, TV universe or? Yes, it is set in the TV universe. Yep. Why would you expect to be playing as a main character? I or mean, even encountering the main characters. Yeah. Doesn't? Yeah, I don't get it. That's just people complaining to complain. I think. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it because they're they want to consume everything Game of Thrones. But if you're really a Game of Thrones fan, you should just be like, okay, this is I get to learn something about maybe 
character I've never heard of or, or whatever. Well, you already know what the main characters are doing during this time. <laughs> yeah. So you already watched it in the show. <laughs> so. Like the only way that they really could have could have included them was in like really brief cameos, and that's a cheat. Which anyway. they could still do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe they could make one of the characters you play as part of the Red Wedding. I I don't know. I it doesn't bother me. I I like I said I would have been really surprised if they had thrown if they had said and you will be playing Tyrion Lannister before everything happened to him. Which why? They should implement the House Brady. I mean, I, I could see them doing that just because, oh, well, we had him as the voice of the thing in Destiny, so, like, <laughs> some people some people will recognize him from that, so or, we should have... <laughs> or, you are playing Rob Stark. Well, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do I even need to play the game? Yeah, especially if they have, like, you know, Sean Bean do his voice too <laughs> He died again. <laughs> when it comes up to the point no. where should you marry her or not, say no. But it won't let you say no. Hey, at least it'll be better than that other game of Thrones game. You know? I've heard some people actually like that game somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Somewhere. Facebook Game of Thrones game isn't too bad. Yeah, I I don't play it anymore, but at, for the time that I played it, it was kind of nice. Speaking of games we might or might not play, apparently Blizzard has filed trademarks for future Hearthstone and well, what is believed to be future Hearthstone and WoW expansions. Something that immediately sounds like a Hearthstone expansion: the Eye of Ashara, and then I don't know how you think Overwatch is a WoW expansion, but. Whatever people. What's did. it called? Overwatch. I thought yeah. they were Switch. I thought the Hearthstone. Yeah, Overwatch sounds more Hearthstoney, and yeah. Eye of a Shard. I don't know. It's because wild. they had you know the curses and Raximus, so I'm assuming they would want something that has like a crazy name to it to add on to that. But I knows? played WoW for a week last week. Oh man! So going as back long to Vietnam. As, as long as <laughs> it's like going to Vietnam. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> as long as Overwatch is not WoW's version of the Night Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't either. <laughs> man, that would be the dullest World of Warcraft expansion ever. <laughs> Sit on this wall. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see where it would be good if, like, you suddenly have a wall separating the Horde from the Alliance and you defend the wall against, like, I mean... Yeah, I that would last about two it, but... minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like before, before I before you even logged in and got a chance to go to the wall for the first time, there would be somebody on the other side teabagging all the dead guards <laughs> as they rush over and start killing all the NPCs on the other side. 
I just, whenever I think of Whale, I played it when it first launched. I just think about the uh, fun little South Park episode that yeah. just oh, captured the entire game right there. It's yep. so true. Actually, that South Park episode is what made me pl- start playing Whale. So <laughs> it did the opposite for me somehow. Uh, and hey, credit to Blizzard for playing along with it and helping them out with it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, a lot of credit for that. Much better than that freaking uh, reality show they made so they can make a mount in the game, which was what? stupid. A motorcycle show? Yeah. Boy, don't get me started on that thing. Uh, it's dumb. Uh, <clears throat> I, had a qu- I had a question for you guys. I know you guys have... Uh, that virtual ticket thing, is it worth the $40? For, it, for it, it does include a Metallica concert at the end too, but if that's the case, if, if all I care about is Metallica, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking. About, I'm just saying, like, just to, you know, to watch like the panels and the all the no. like, stuff. No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I, I, to be fair, I've never actually got gotten a ticket myself, but somebody I know, so I know who played had a ticket and wasn't using it for large portions of the time. This was, I don't know, several years back. And I I, I, I watched some of the panels. It was not any more interesting for me than waiting to read the re- the articles revealing what, w- what was already announced or what was announced. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. It's not, like it, it's not like it's a, you know, Comic-Con situation, at least as far as I'm concerned. Right. So, how excited are you guys about a Channing Tatum Gambit solo movie? I'm all for it. And that comes from somebody whose Gambit is probably in my top four or five male Marvel characters. Only if they do a team-up movie with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would oh be my nice. god. I need to see that movie now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that, okay, if you're looking in terms of, like, casting, if back before X-Men Origins Wolverine had come out, if you had shown me a picture of of Taylor Kitsch and Channing Tatum and said, who would you choose to be Gambit? I would have chosen Taylor Kitsch because he looks the part better. Um, And he can do a decent... Uh, a Cajun accent where who knows if Channing Tatum can but I who knows think if Channing Tatum will even do the accent true that <laughs> but I think in the past five years I think Channing Tatum is really um, I don't know that he's grown as an actor but he's shown a hell of a lot more range and more to the point Fox has shown that they're actually taking the X-Men franchise seriously now <laughs> We hope. Yeah. To date, at least. At least yeah, over sure. the last couple of films, and from what we can see of plans that they have for Apocalypse. I mean, I remember after uh, X3 came, The Last Stand came out, and Last Stand's a shit film in of, in of itself, but it was still wildly successful. And Fox, the, the, the way I felt when they went after that film was a huge success, they were just like... Uh, 
kid with ADD in a candy shop. They had no idea what they're, oh, we're going to do a solo Magneto film, and we're going to do a solo Deadpool film, and we're going to do a solo Wolverine film. And they were throwing out all these ideas that they had no idea what they were doing with them. Whereas now, I think, whether it's because they were burned so badly, because Marvel's giving people a blueprint of how to do things right, or both, they're being a lot more careful in how they're choosing things. And that gives me hope, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it really all comes down to the script and the director. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they handle like the rogue situation with that movie. Because Gambit is... It's not like the main thing he's known for, but it's one of the bigger things he's known for, at least. Well, yeah. she's not doing True Blood anymore. Throw yeah, Rogue in the movie. Like, there's also like a 30-age year continuity difference between the two. <clears throat> uh, time travel, Age of Apocalypse, <laughs> timey-wimey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to Doctor Who. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Bottom line. Uh, well, at least that's time travel so at this point what's the age difference in the two actors or uh, um, the actress and the actor Anna Paquin between Anna Paquin and Janine Tatum yeah uh not that big I don't think Anna uh, Paquin probably older. in her 30s 32 and she's th- he's 34 so, two years difference. Yeah, so just throw away, uh, just kind of throw out Wolverine Origins like they're going to do with Deadpool and throw Rogue in the movie if you want to. Right? Why not? What's it going to hurt? So, now comes the, I guess we, well, we don't really get to rag on them because they still sold 12.3 million freaking PS4s. But uh, they reported a $1.2 billion loss, which has led people to go, oh, God, Sony's going down somehow. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they, they're they predicting 230 billion yen of losses by the end of their financial year. Uh, but the PS4 is pretty much like the thing that's keeping them in some kind of positive area. So, go gaming, right? Yeah, laptops. How are those yeah. uh, 3D TVs working for you, Sony? <laughs> How are 3D TVs working for anybody at this point? <laughs> I mean, even, even plasma TVs are not working for anybody. Yeah, but they stopped selling plasma TVs a while ago. Yeah. Well, now LG's no longer selling a plasma TV, and I have one of those. <laughs> They're not bad. Yeah. They just use a lot of heat. And yeah. They burn more. If I leave anything on the TV for extended period, it, it gets burned into the screen. <laughs> yeah. Design feature. Yep. You know. Oh, well. It's one of those things. But at least uh, they announced their PlayStation Plus stuff for like three months ahead of time. 
If you already didn't have it, you can get Injustice Gods Among Us for December for free. And you can uh, get the indie game Secret Ponchos, and then which sounds terrible. Uh, and in January, you can get the Second Sun expansion First Light for free. Um, along with what they're giving you this month, which is Binding of Isaac and Steamworld Dig, which people are bitching about. Because they want AAA games, you know, because people just can't. The system's only been out a year. What the hell do you want them to give you? Advanced Warfare. <laughs> no, they'll give a Drive Club. <laughs> yeah, that's that's delayed till further notice. <laughs> because we can't figure out how to make servers work. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, at least they've uh, got most of the people playing now. Better than none of the people playing. So that's, you know, if I paid $60 for Drive Club, I'm sorry I would have turned it back in by now. Well, I'm not picking on Sony. I don't want anybody to say I am. It is funny how we had, it's all about the gamer. We're the gamer-friendly console. And one of their exclusive games, which means it's a Sony in-house game, is not even working. Yeah. There was an article on Polygon that basically said the same thing, except Sony deserves it. I was like, wait, what? Sony deserves it, why? Uh, because, or like, it was about, I think it was about NBA 2K15, that was the one, where they were like, uh, the, the writer was like, well, they screw over consumers, which could they, they get screwed over. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> That makes no sense. Well, I mean, they really didn't... I mean, you can still play the offline version of the game. You just can't play online. So it's not like you're totally screwed or anything. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I mean, even Yoshida, Yoshida had to come out and apologize because of the fact that it's been terrible for them. So, I mean, at least they've been improving it and they give you updates on it, so I mean, it's really all they can do at this point. But uh, sadly for Bethesda, the game that just keeps getting delayed, and I forgot they were still in development with it, but Prey 2 has been cancelled officially. I remember having that game at launch for the 360. It's been that long. Jesus. Anybody else play Prey? I did. Did you like it? Uh, it's a good half hour. That's about it. <laughs> eh, I think I lasted for like an hour before I just said, okay, uh, this is going back to GameStop. <laughs> uh, the Shadow of the Eternal somehow still exists. Uh, I thought that thing got canceled, but apparently it's not. New company. Pick, er, they somebody either bought it or they merged with a new company and the name got changed. Now they're still talking about putting it out. Well, Jeremy has to go because he's got to go watch Sons of Anarchy and review it, review it for the site. Word. So. Been fun, guys. Thank Have you, sir. Yep. Talk to you later. Well, later. 
Robert, you still there? Robert, did he fall asleep again? <clears throat> Quantum leap, <laughs> virtual boy. <laughs> yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is great. I'm waiting for Robert to wake up in the half. <laughs> This was like the week of financial stuff, so it's just a bunch of financial things that got announced. Uh, if you're if you have an Xbox One and you are big into Dragon Age, you can do EA Access on November 13th, though. So if you've been waiting for for Dragon Age and you have an Xbox One, you can play that. Are you gonna check it out early, Daniel? I haven't decided if I want to get EA Access yet. I pre-ordered my copy at GameStop on Saturday. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good game. I really enjoyed the first one. And I, I it kind of hit me out of nowhere. I wasn't paying any attention to it. I rented it from a Blockbuster when it first released. And I couldn't stop playing it. So I'm... The second one was slight. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't as good as the first. So I'm hoping that this one's better, and everything that I've seen makes it look like it's going to be. Mark, are you a Dragon Age? I fan? wanted to like Dragon Age. I just couldn't get into it. Um, it felt like a really broken MMO, like with, between switching characters, like on the fly, and pausing helped, but it just didn't quite. The combat didn't click for me. And then exploring that stupid, I think, Gnomish city, or the Dwarf city, that might have been it, for like five hours, because you get lost in those mines, or like that Undercity, that killed my enjoyment of it completely. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough patch there. <laughs> I think I played the first one at E3, and I just could never... Or whatever the build was for it, and then I went and like rented it, I just could never get into the the game for some reason just did not click with me at all. Played it for like fifteen hours and they gave it a fair shot, but yeah, didn't click for me either. Hey, but at least EA is the number one gaming publisher and they uh <clears throat> they the gamers logged one point nine billion hours of playing EA games. Uh that would take you until twenty two thirty one play 1.9 billion hours of games so yeah uh, apparently the mobile tie-ins for Madden and FIFA Ultimate Team like made them grow like 250% and they had 40 million active users on there and geez <clears throat> I mean it shouldn't surprise anybody EA with the, just with their sports games alone draw a lot of people anyway but they, they even brought in a, a graphic that they needed to show you, apparently, that 397 million matches have been played on FIFA. Uh, 2.2 billion minutes of football have been played on Madden. Uh, almost 200 million hours of Battlefield 4, if you could play that game. Uh, Plants for Plants vs. Zombies 2, like... 350 million hours have been played. I mean, just... Yeah. Lots, lots of games, lots of hours. 
no surprise with the EA thing. At least Activision, they got their highest uh, sales the whole year because because of Destiny. Basically, it made so it pretty much made the 500 million that they used to make it in like one go. So there you go, Bungie, and they're already making a second one. Surprise anyone? They're already doing expansions, I guess. You know, it doesn't surprise me. I'm. I would be more surprised if they said they were going to focus on the expansions instead of making a sequel. What didn't they say they had like a ten-year plan for Destiny though? Yeah, they said that, but <laughs> I I would have been more surprised if they had stuck to that. Let's say that. I mean, they could still have it go for ten years, but let us release it in new gun every year. <laughs> yeah, new raid map. Yeah, and that's not broken. You know, I, I, well, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, if it already sold what they spent on it, then I guess why not? You know, until it doesn't sell. You know, we know how Activision works, right? They're just going to run it into the ground until it doesn't sell. So, it, even to the fact that they already expect advanced, even though there's a lot of people saying that advanced warfare is not going to make as much money as as Ghost. Activision says that it will due to the fact that they're looking at social media and pre-orders and stuff that says it will. Do you think it's going to sell more than Ghost? I mean, it seems like it's already a better game than Ghost was. I think uh, the lack of releases this year is going to help it. I think Advanced Warfare seems like a better game overall. I, I yeah. think I, re- I recently like played Ghost like a month ago, and the best thing about it was Brandon Root. And it's like that's he's fine, but that's not exactly the highest point you should you should hang your hat on. Right. Yeah, I do get the impression that Advanced Warfare doesn't necessarily feel like a or doesn't look like a typical Call of Duty game. So you don't feel like you're just getting a Madden-style update of it. Yeah. I, I like yeah, I like the fact that it seems like they added a lot of new things into it. To the point where I was intrigued, and normally Call of Duty, you just mention the name, I'm just kind of like, alright, whatever. You know, but they added enough to where I looked at it, I was like, man, I kind of, I might want to play that. You know? Whereas Ghost, it was like, let's all focus on the dog. At least they're focusing on the right thing this time. Speaking of, hey, Star Wars Battlefront finally got in a, a release date, the 2015. To the fact that it's going to delay the next Battlefield game until 2016, which, you know, that's not a bad idea considering how 4 went. But are y'all excited for the new for Battlefront? I'm excited about the idea of it. I'll wait and get excited excited for the actual game as it gets closer and I can see screenshots and get some information on it. Wait, so you're not sold on just the fun that, fact that it's Star Wars and Battlefront? Like, not, if Hardline does better, then I would be more likely to be sold on it just because of that. They're only releasing it at that date to time it in with the movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you, though? You're trying to get more sales. I mean, Yeah, but EA doesn't have a good track record with a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it not going to have anything from the movie in it? Yeah, but it'll still be Star Wars. Like, they'll still be well, Stormtroopers running around. That's all, they, that's all most Star Wars fans care about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the fact that it says Star Wars, most people will just be like, oh, let's get this... Th- I mean, that's the plan with, like, Infinity 3.0, for that matter, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that and Infinity 3.0, so... I mean, as long as it's a... the game isn't really rushed, I think it's a good idea to release the game around the movie. If it if they're rushing to get it out, that's where you're going to have a problem. Oh, I hope not, because that's... Isn't that, like, what they're hinging their Star Wars whole game platform on is whatever Battlefront does as to if they're going to make more Star Wars games or not? I think it's if uh, well EA has the license to make Star Wars games so I mean but if Battlefront sucks I mean I don't know that you want to keep making Star Wars games Well you would just send it to a different uh, developer then Try a different. You probably wouldn't get another FPS Star Wars game. You might see some other style, like what we're see- I have a feeling that the what we're seeing now with the classic games getting released, it might be some type of test marketing to see what is selling. Uh, too bad Robert's not awake. So he can talk about not to the old republics beyond Gog. Yeah, that and uh, X Wing and Tie Fighter. Well, KOTOR's already been in Steam for, like, years now, so who cares? Yeah. Well, X-Wing and TIE Fighter's cool, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah. I was just making a joke about the, every time something involving KOTOR comes up, it, like, makes Robert want to talk about it for a while. But, yeah, I mean, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing is awesome. The Sam and Max Hit the Road, everybody should play that. And of course, Secret Monkey Island. Obviously, another... Game you to play, but that's cool that they they did this. Hopefully, we get more of these Star Wars classic games on there. Are there any more? Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. They're on Steam. Well, yeah. I have a friend who keeps playing Jedi Knight too because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they dismissed that Manuel Noriega case finally. Yeah. I cannot believe it took them that long, seriously. <laughs> oh, I can believe it took them that long, but I'm glad they did dismiss it. Yeah, for... I wish they would dismiss the Lindsay Lohan case, because that's about as... just as absurd, but you know. Uh, give it time. The Noriega right. case lasted for a little while. I-, I hope it goes to trial and she loses and she has to pay Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does she have left? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, maybe she she'll do a Tom prison. Cruise then, and Rockstar can get some of his stuff too. <laughs> well, Nintendo has announced that they sold six hundred ten thousand Wii U consoles, which is more than uh, what they managed to do in the same time frame a year ago. So that's good. You know, Nintendo's going up. Uh, Smash Brothers for 3DS sold 3.2 million 
worldwide under a month. So, I guess they just need to keep making Smash Brothers all the time. Maybe that'll, you know, keep working for them. Uh, that, that's pretty cool, though, that Smash Brothers, just for the 3DS, and a lot of people were thinking about whether it was going to work for that or not. Uh, I played the demo. I liked it. Felt like Smash Brothers to me. It's weird looking at it on a smaller screen, but I can play it there. Uh, Tomodachi Life also managed to sell uh, 3.2 or 1.2 million worldwide and 1 million in the U.S., which that's not something I thought would sell a lot here. I thought that was more of a Japanese thing, but uh, good news for Nintendo finally, right? It's good to know that good things are happening for them. Yeah, I mean, they are improving sales, which is what they need to do. It's going to get games off the Wii U that people care about. <laughs> yeah, and actually have, you know, gaming releases within a good time frame of each other instead of making us wait what seems like forever for a game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Unless you guys had something you wanted to mention or anything. Uh, yeah. So, let's get to those, uh, those plugs. Daniel? Uh, Games Factor Fiction is coming out on, will hit on Thursday. Uh, come and see what Randall and someone else has to say. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that Nintendo's apparently working on a sleep monitoring device that watches you sleep, or that monitors you sleep, how you sleep. It's part of their health initiative or whatever. Yeah, remember when everybody was afraid that the Kinect would record you in your sleep? <laughs> and the massive outcry that there was for it? Wasn't there like a Wii... It didn't come out, but wasn't there like a Wii, devi Wii uh, device or project that was going to be the same thing? That got like canned? Yeah, that thing with your finger. Yeah. I think it's just going to be the same thing. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, unless there's something wrong with you, like, why would you really want that anyway? They'll put it in, like, pharmacies instead of the, uh, blood, blood pressure machines. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> people are buying those fitness wristbands that tell you how much calories you burn and everything. Is it really that much different? I mean, it is good to know if you do get a good night's sleep or whatever, because that does affect you the next day. So, I, mean, I, can, I can see it being a... I guess it all depends on how much they're going to charge for it and all that. I want, cause them, to make, I want them to make, make like a Mario game out of it. Like, if you sleep well, Mario does well. <laughs> <laughs> you gain a level with Mario? The uh, that's the sequel to Mario RPG, the the sleeping machine. <laughs> I wish we would get a sequel to that, but you know, they won't hey, do it. it. Square partially owns it. 
Well, Square's working great with Disney with Kingdom Hearts. Why not? I don't... I guess it's too much for Square to do. They can't even get Final Fantasy off the ground. Well, there is the bad blood there, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Damn it. Darn you, Square. I really hope Kingdom Hearts 3 is good, but I just really doubt it at this point. I have faith. I have faith. It, well, I'm, I keep waiting to hear how they're changing uh, engines like they did with Final Fantasy. I thought they. I thought that was already running on the Unreal Engine. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. I just remember hearing that they... I just know that they changed engines for Final Fantasy, but it said that it won't delay significantly delay the game's release. Yeah. I mean, they did show a video of the world or whatever. It looks really awesome. It's pretty big and, you know, certainly not Final Fantasy thirteen. So, that's, that's good. Uh, Mark, you want to plug anything? Uh, I have the 8th ball coming up next week. It'll be top top 8 crime games. I'll probably be reviewing like Beyond Earth sometime this week and maybe Binding of Isaac Reaver. We'll see. Well, let me go ahead and uh, try to uh, plug Robert's stuff here. Uh, you have the Radlitz and Broadcasting Network. Uh, there's a bunch of podcasts on that thing you can check that out on iTunes uh, just look up the Radlitz and Broadcasting Network and all the podcasts will be in that uh, there's uh, Robert's Metal Hammer of Doom podcast that he did uh, Orange Goblin last week uh, you can check that out I forgot what he said they're doing next in two weeks uh, there's also the From the Cheap Seats that Robert is on sometimes that's the sports podcast that Jeremy Lambert and I forgot the name of the other guy does and of course Robert's Baby the Sentai Rider podcast where he talks about Japanese children's shows and other anime and whatnot, whatever strikes their fancy for whenever they get to do it because of the blog talk issues um He's not giving me a schedule on that, so I have no idea. But you can go check out the other episodes that he has of that on there. And if you really like anime or Japanese children's shows or Kamen Rider Gaim or whatever, go check that out. Because it's sometimes amazing how when Robert is in his own element, he's really good at that. So, And don't even ask me about the Metal Hammer Doom column, because I guess that's just never coming back or whatever that is. <laughs> So, yeah, so, getting to my stuff, um, I would have been able to talk about this, but we had to delay this podcast until today because I fell asleep waiting for my daughter to go to sleep, which sucks sometimes, that happens. I woke up at 2 in the morning, like, ah, crap, I feel like a piece of shit now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, thanks. To Daniel and Robert for helping us out last week with the Wrestling to the Max podcast. It was a lot of fun. It made that podcast much longer than it probably would have been, but it was a lot of fun having both of you guys on there for that. Uh, so thank you. Uh, this week, uh, Paul's going to be back next week, thankfully. 
He's still got a still gonna take him like four weeks to heal. He told me that he finally gets to sleep laying down, starting tonight. So that's gotta be terrible. Like you have to sleep sitting up. I can't imagine like having to do that. Just feels wrong in all sorts of ways. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, this week we reviewed the Lucha Underground episode one, which is actually pretty good, pretty decent. Uh, and then Raw, TNA, NXT, and all the normal stuff we do. Uh, Games Top 5 this week, which is due on Friday. I don't know if anybody but Daniel can help me out with this. I guess I might have to BS a list of the Top 5 Call of Duty games. So there's been like, what, 12 or 13 games by now. So there's a lot to choose from there to make a Top 5. Uh, and I just handed in 4-player co-op this today. Uh, you can go uh, Daniel was in it. Gary was in it. Uh, along with Todd and, and John Cash. So you can check that out. And yeah, the uh, this podcast will be back on Sunday night around 11pm Eastern. If you don't listen to us live here on Spreaker, you can listen to us on demand on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes. Look for that cooperative pl- multiplayer live uh, the other one has been discontinued, so make sure it says the live in there, and you'll get to listen to the podcast every week. Uh, thank you, Mark, for being on again. Sure. And, yeah, we will see you next week. Later, everybody. <laughs>